what you do matter more than what you think of it at the surface level. So you have to think at what the deepest impact that it has. I think that can motivate you so much more because you don't focus on tasks, but focus on the impact. Welcome to our podcast. It's about payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. One. Welcome back, folks. This is episode 96 of It's About Payroll. We're talking about customer service today. And before we get into it, how do you do, sir? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, Brian. How about you, bro? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, um, it's three-day weekend. We're recording on over the Martin Luther King week. We have the pleasure of benefit and being off tomorrow. It's dope. But yeah, man, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm excited. We got a guest today coming on, helping us out with this customer service conversation. And we're talking customer service today, folks. Customer service is a big thing for payroll, folks. It's evolving. It's escalating. It's elevating. All these things, you really got to be. Once upon a time, I, I didn't think it mattered in payroll, but it does, man. It definitely mm-hmm. does. And I have three things to share with payroll pros right? Customer service. Okay. If you're the one of the payroll pros, like I was like, what? I don't need to do that. I don't have to deal with anybody. I'm back here plugging away, making batches and doing reports and analyzation. I don't have to do that. No, you you might want to try to fold these things. If you're already working on it and you want to get better, give you some tips. So the first one is clear and timely communication, right? Customer service. And you say, oh, communication, that's not customer service. It is, as it actually is. You want to be proactive. You want to be reactionary. If folks are reaching out to you, right? Keep, in, keep employees informed about payroll schedules, policies, any changes that you're going to be making that might impact them, right? Provide clear and concise. And I love this part, jargon-free, right? Mm. Slang-free, vernacular-free. Like you want to you got to know your customer. Well, just has been reminding us, we got to know our audience. We have to know our audience. But payroll, we ha- we get jargoned up and we have yeah. our own talk and stuff. And yeah. you, you can't assume that your customers understand what you're talking about. You mm-hmm. got to. And talking about customer service, this is a great example of how to use technology. We're talking about this as well. Use ChatGPT. Write it out how you would write it out, but then run it through ChatGPT and say, hey, I'm going to deliver this to an employee that may not understand payroll. Can you help me word this properly so that they understand? That's a good one. And ooh, the different mediums, right? You want to attack them on many different levels. Too much is not enough, right? With, spec- with, 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 with communication. So meaning you want to, if you have, if you guys have a company newsletter, send the newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. You use the different channels that you have. Create a feedback mechanism is number two. Do surveys, do use your help desk, have a system in place to receive and address feedback or complaints about your payroll. And then number three, continuously improve those things. And there's more to it, right? But these are just three main things. And Walt's going to share some stuff with us too. Regularly assess your communication process and improve it. Stay open to new technologies. Again, if you have a help desk system, some of them are implementing AI in that, leverage that and the technologies can help you with enhancing the efficiency and the accuracy. Because now that's what we do payroll for accurate yeah. paychecks. But customer service can help you get there, right? Yes. Because 
you want to get that feedback. There may be something that you're not doing right and that you never knew. And then you get that mm-hmm. feedback from your customers. And then now you're elevating your game. Yeah. Walt's going to take us through some stuff too. Yeah, I just have five questions that we could go over. And before we have Jeremy on to talk to help us talk about customer service and right. payroll. Number one, what is the impact of poor customer service on employees? How does experiencing poor customer service, particularly in HR and payroll matters, affect the overall job satisfaction and morale of employees? As we know that new employees, we had had a stat that after the first or second mistake, after starting a new job and they have a a paycheck error, they're already like, you know what, bump this. I'm going to start looking for something else because this place is raggedy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it really does impact it because it can really impact retention and people can just develop this thing like, you know, this mindset, these people don't care. They, they don't care about me. They don't care about my money. So I'm going to, I'm out. I'm going to dip out. Yep. So the impact of goods, customer service on employees. In what ways does consistently receiving excellent customer service from the payroll department, positive, payroll or HR department, positively influence employee engagement, productivity, and job satisfaction. They'll stay. They'll be like, oh, these people actually care for me. Happy employees equal happy customers. So if you're in a a situation where you're in payroll and you you take care of the people that you service, that will incentivize them to not have to worry about their pay and they'll be able to focus on the things that they have to do. Because there's, so there's downstream impact. Number three, Financial implications of poor customer service. Oof, yeah. When payroll errors or delays occur due to poor customer service, how might it affect professional and people's lives professionally and personally? When there's an error, somebody might not be able to pay their bills. And especially if it's caused because of poor customer service, oh, we'll just, we'll take care of that next payroll oh you didn't get paid half your pay you only got paid 40 hours and you're missing 40 hours off we'll just add that to the next check no like people like as we heard on 70 to 80 percent of people in america live paycheck to paycheck so they cannot afford to to miss out on those hours no give them better customer service absolutely employee well-being and good customer service how does providing efficient and supportive customer service and payroll contribute to the overall well-being and peace of mind of employees, especially regarding financial matters. If we pay them correctly and their bills are able to be paid, because most of us who have direct deposit have our bills on auto pay in certain certain situations where our mortgage or our rent comes out automatically and car note and insurance comes out automatically. And if we don't have to worry about those things, We'll be like I said earlier, we'll be able to focus and have that peace of mind that, hey, my bills are good because my check is good and I don't have to worry and stress out about anything because people like when people have money issues, oh my, like they'll shut down. I've been in situations where Brian, where a person has been like they didn't get paid correctly and they're like, you know what? I'm not working. I'm going to go home and I'm this is too stressful. It's too stressful for me to focus on what I'm doing. When I'm worried about my money. Yep. That's right. So so it is very impactful. And then the last one is navigating tension with upset employees. Oof. When employees are upset due to a payroll issue or service concerns, how does the payroll department or HR department navigate and address those that tension? 
effectively to ensure a positive resolution and maintain a healthy employer-employee relationship. So when we mess up, and we do mess up in payroll, right? We will make mistakes. HR may enter in somebody's rate incorrectly or enter in their own frequency. These things happen. But how do we respond and how do we combat complacency and combat? Because so, so, there's been situations where employees have called you and I and they're irate. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay me right. Oh my God, I did everything correctly. Oh my God, like, like, what's going on? And the inherit, the human in us if we're not careful and we take those personally, we take things personally, we want to battle back with that person or don't come at me like that. I've, I've been in situations where I've seen people hang up on employees because the employee was just yelling and going off. And they're like, I'm not taking this. And the payroll professional is like, I'm not taking this and hung up on the person. And then the person gets sent to me and I just listen, listen. And I talk calmly. And then next thing you know, you, if you listen and you don't and you don't respond in the same way, because you, you have to take it like, oh, they're not mad at me personally, because even if I made the mistake, they're mad because their pay is incorrect. So you have to learn how to navigate that tension. It's crucial conversations is a good way to start. Right. Yeah. Learning, having these skills and you know how to there's a scripture that my mom loves in the Bible. A soft answer turns away wrath. If you speak softly, if you respond softly, even though this person's angry, it'll de-escalate them. And, and, and next thing you know, hey, they'll be appreciative. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for getting me squared away. And that may and that will help maintain that healthy, in my opinion, the healthy employer and employee relationship. That's amazing. As we talk about customer service, we have our guest on Jeremy Misfoot Missud, head of customer service at Buddy. It's a payroll and HR platform. We had his brother on a few weeks ago and I brought him up because I've been following Jeremy online and Jeremy is the head of customer success at Buddy and he comes to us with uh, an MS in cognitive science from the University of Malta where he studied psychology, philosophy, data science. It's amazing to understand the needs and preferences and behaviors of our customers. I don't think you can get a better customer service professional out here. So with no further ado, thank you. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. How are you doing today, sir? This episode is presented by TimeTrack Go, the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. In addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, TimeTrack Go is excited to announce it's now compatible with QuickBooks Desktop, providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors. Track Go will not only save you time and money each week, but the easy to understand user interface and the ability to turn a tablet into a time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's www.timetrackgo.com. Or you can call 888-321-9922. That's 888-321-9922. Let's go. 
Hi, Brian. Hi, Walter. Thank you for inviting me. I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're good. We're excited to have you on and learn more about your experience. Our first question is, of course, how did you get into payroll? Yeah, so it was purely by coincidence. You mentioned that Jonathan is my brother. He's the CTO of Buddy. And basically, I was f- finishing up my master's in cognitive science. I was looking for a job. They had an opening and needed someone. So I started as a part-timer just to help out with tech submission period, et cetera. But I ended up really fitting in. So I made kind of payroll eventually my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. That's amazing. I love how we ask everybody how they got into payroll. And they're like, hey, I just fell into it. I just grew into it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, and and especially, so I'm from Malta, and I, I don't think there is specifically like a professional courses, et cetera, towards payroll. So most people end up either through HR, through other yep. experiences, and that's how they get led into payroll. That's right. That's, so wait, and I missed that part in the beginning. So did you go for the part-time job? Was it customer service? Because now how did you get into the customer service part of it? Yeah, initially I was meant just to help out with the tech submission queries. So (laughs) I would answer some of the emails and and chats related to that. But kind of within two, three weeks, I was really good with the customer service front. So I took that on as well. Wow. And yeah, what was supposed to be just a temporary thing until they find someone and until I find a different job, like more in my field that I was expecting. It ended up being a fit for both Buddy and myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I almost thought that you got the degree because of the job, because of how that degree lines up great with customer service and payroll. It does. And initially, I used to study, like, before university, it was mathematics and accountancy, but I didn't like it at university level. So I went into psychology and cognitive science. So I think... The customer service and payroll combine both yes. of those words perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That that's is awesome. great. Is that a buddy t-shirt you have on? Uh, yes. Oh, oh come nice. on. How do we get those? I t-shirt. want a buddy t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you send me the link. I want to buy a t-shirt. Even the future, I'll have to ask Jonathan because he, he okay. um helping with organizing. Let him know. These. Let him know we want a t-shirt. You know what I we and we ask this of payroll people, but it's really interesting to ask a customer service person. Do you have any like good and or bad stories? What did you help somebody out one time that just brought you a lot of joy? It helped them. Like you can tell it was impactful to them. Yes. Um I good experiences happen pretty much every week. Oh that's um, awesome. Yeah. And we're very lucky because like our customers are very appreciative, but there are some very defining moments where they start a chat where you can see they're like panicked, stressed about having mm-hmm. a breakdown. They have a, a, a very tight deadline, especially yeah. with complex situations like, oh, I had someone on my pay for two, three months and I haven't filled that in. Now I get the information. Like they're very mm-hmm. stressed. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you do is calm them down. Listen, I'll help you out. It's not a big thing at all and a few minutes they get everything sorted and they're very relieved very thankful and that's like the mo- the biggest highlight when they change completely they're no longer panicked wow good do, do you have any do you have any experiences with that 
that an employee was irate or there was a bad moment that you had to come in and fix? There, there are a couple of bad moments. I think yeah. usually it's not necessarily the situation. It's the attitude because there are people who make user mistakes with the software and they're mm. very understanding. Listen, I messed up, help me out. And there are people who take it very differently. Like the worst would have been like too much four months after starting back in like 2020. And it was when we used to offer phone support. But this person was like death threats on the phone. Like it was oh that God. bad, like yelling wow. and screaming. Wow. Yeah. And a part of the problem was the taxes were not correct. Mm-hmm. But that's because it was their first month and their previous months with other software, they were not taxing the overtime, for example. So wow. they were doing things not right. And they were expecting things to be the same way that they were. And like, it was like at 5.30 PM. So outside office hours, like a 30 minute call and they're very angry. Yeah. And they were just on free trial, but they're still clients today now. So good, good, good. So I like what you said about the attitude, Jeremy, like you said, so I think that's the key component is us who are in the customer service that, that we give customer service to other people. It's about the attitude on the phone. I know that one of the things that they say, that I've been told is like smile when you're on the phone because yeah. people yeah. can feel that through. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Like, it, it is important. So what, so how can the attitude impact the customer service? Well, I think it's pretty much about setting the expectations by showing empathy from the start. Listen, I'm not saying it's you that made the mistake or I made the mistake or anything. It's just, listen, I understand where you're at. I understand you're frustrated or you're panicked. So what I'm here to do is to help you. So focusing on the person behind, Mm. especially even in live chat. So we don't do phone for example anymore, but Mm. by understanding the human problem, like their emotion will help them get to the resolution faster. Because sometimes if someone you're telling them you made the mistake, first thing is trying to deflect and like, no, I didn't do a mistake. Like I have to prove. Right. But if you tell them, if you did a mistake, etc., they're not going to try to prove their mistake, but they want to move forward. Wow. Gotcha. Thank you. You, you mentioned that you don't do phone service anymore. Why? So why is that? Well, mostly because, so with live chat, for example, sometimes we have three or four chats simultaneously. Oh, wow. And there's a small team. If you have a phone call and it's taking That's 10 it. minutes, so that wow. means you can't yeah. take chats at the same time. Wow. And Unfortunately, a lot of our experiences were things that were very simple, like, how do I do this? And it's something that um, you can find. We have like over 200 articles on how to do things. So with live chat, I can link the instructions. I can follow you step by step. With phone, it takes me away from other clients. It's a bit of a... When How did off. you guys get, no, I love it. And we were just talking about, we've been talking about customer service on, on all of our channels and shows right now. And we're talking about leveraging technology. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, at what point, what was there something that was just happening? Who, how did the idea come to eat to, okay, let's, we should move away from phone and just do chat. Yeah. We always had live chat and email along uh, with the okay. phone. Okay. So, okay. We didn't have to establish a new system. Uh, I was having frustrating experiences on the phone. Like you have some live chats and, you know, the phone is ringing and trying to do two things at the same time. Yeah. Especially when I started, it was just uh, me on my own with uh, chat. Oh my goodness. Yeah, for a year and a half. 
it became to a point where, listen, a lot of these queries, they're taking, I wouldn't say abuse, but like they can do things on their own, but they're just Absolutely. deciding to form because we're reliable. And yep. it's a great service, but if oh, everyone overuses that when they don't need, it's yeah. unfortunately not sustainable. So I had to shift to just live chat and emails. Wow. I like it. No, I think that was a good shift. And so did did you see any type of uptick? I'm sure because, like the customers were customers, the customers get angry. Oh, you don't not phone. I can't call anymore. Did that happen? Yeah, there are a couple like, for, for example, if, if someone requests a call and we tell them that we don't do phone service, phone support anymore, they will be like, Jeremy, you still call me. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit harder for me to establish that boundary. Listen, that changed. But when our newest agent does that, they don't have the same report with him. So they're like, mm. okay, yeah, that's the policy. Whereas I, especially as the head, as someone who knew them before, it's harder to listen. No, we don't do that anymore. Unfortunately, it's not sustainable. They don't right. always get it. Gotcha. Um, I, I, I like it. I think it was a great switch. Random question. How many languages do you speak? Well, successfully or fluently, <laughs> um, that's a big question. I learned like six languages, but oh, wow. I, I would say three I am confident in speaking. Wow, really? Awesome. Which, what are they? Yeah, Maltese and English, they're native from Malta. So when we grew up, I studied Italian and French in secondary school. So like between 11 and 16, but I've pretty much forgotten them. <laughs> and when I was 20 to 22, 23, I studied uh, Portuguese. Okay. Nice. And now, because I relocated to Spain, I'm learning Spanish. Nice. nice. Yeah. Wait, did you say on Malta, is there your own language on Malta or? Yeah, yeah we have Maltese. Maltese. What it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Is it similar to anything else? Um, I would say yes and no. So it's basically a mixture of Arabic oh. and Italian mostly. Oh, so wow. Yes, it has like, because Malta is in the middle of the Mediterranean, yeah. it has um, both the African and the European influence. So Absolutely. It's very unique. Wow. wow. I love it. I we got to go, to, go to Malta, Brian. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Jeremy, we're getting young people excited about payroll this season. I don't know if but we came across a, a stat, and maybe it's just in the US, but our payroll, popu- the our payroll professionals actually doing payroll right now are aging out. We are on the older side of things, unfortunately, me and Walt included. And <laughs> there are not enough young people backfilling, getting into payroll. Like 80% of payroll pros right now are over 40, 40 and over. So that means in the next 10, 20, we're, we're going to be aging out and retiring and there's nobody in the game right now that's going to take over for us. So we're, we, you know, we took it upon ourselves to just like, how do we get young people excited? And to your point, there are no formal associate degree programs, bachelor degree yeah. programs for payroll. So when they go to look at university, they're not, they don't even see anything about payroll. Yeah. So it's, you seem very young. Like, how would you get, he's so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> how would you? 
Okay, so we could even start with you. How did you get excited about it? Because you took the job as, yo, I just need some money. I'm going to help yeah. my brother out. This is going to be yeah. part-time until I find my dream career. So what was it about it that kept you in it? Yeah, so I always loved numbers. So I, I, okay. I mentioned I studied maths and accountancy. Yep. So that made it a bit simpler to get into it. Okay. But you have to recognize that payroll is way more than just the numbers and the payroll right. calculations. I've encountered a lot of situations where I had to go and read the legislation. You know, it, it has to do a lot with employment rights. Yep. And when you see that you're impacting people by paying them fairly and accurately and in time, they can pay their bills, they can manage their finances. Once you see the real impact that payroll has, you can wow. really get passionate about it. Wow. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. I love gotcha. that. So it was, yeah, and we've had somebody on, we had somebody on a while ago and I'm trying to get him back on, but he's super busy. Adrian Resto and his motto is payroll is life. Yeah. And I, for a moment, I thought he was like just being over the top with it until I asked him what that meant. What I was like, what does that mean to you? And he said, well, Brian, to live, you have to pay for things, right? You got, right? You need money to live. And he's, he, for him, it just, and you remind me of him, he took that impact so personal through my hands. I get to pay these people and then they get to live their life and, and feed their families and do all these things. And it's a special person that takes that level of like, impact away from it because you could just approach it like oh this is just my job and it's my job and blah 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 yeah so yeah. that's and that's really mature of you i think as a younger person to, to to realize that connection on such a personal level and i, I commend you for that that's awesome so now yeah. what would you tell somebody what would you tell somebody else if you were recruiting but if jonathan said hey Jeremy, you got to recruit for me. You got to go get some more. You did so good here. What would you tell a young person like to get excited as well? Well, I think obviously it depends on the state. And so like, I imagine the U.S. is very different than Malta, for example. Maybe. For me, one of the biggest challenges is that realizing there's a lot more to it than just the numbers. So yes. legislation, etc., can be tricky. So yeah, it's. You have to be persistent, and but I, I think it's realizing that if you go into payroll, you can have real impact. Like, there's two ways you can go into payroll. Like, yep. one, you just want to save finances for a company, which is like when people are more finance oriented, sometimes they try to do that how to skim expenses. Mm -hmm. But if you go from the angle that I would prefer, is how you make an employee's life better. Uh, that can give you real value to your life. Because I've it. seen professionals like looking into fringe benefits, how, what they can give to the employees, what they can do to use the burden on the employee's tax, trying to do many things as possible both for the company and the employee. Because at the end of the day, employee happiness is always going to benefit your company as well. Right. So That's win win right. situation all around. Yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting that you said that, because on, on one of our other shows that we recorded earlier, we talked about the customer experience being the top priority for a lot of organizations now. And they're not necessarily their product or their pricing, because they're realizing that the employer experience, the, the customer experience 
will impact or dictate if that person buys or stays or, or uh, purchases their product, right? And for me, I, I really love how you said earlier how your master's and and what was it? In cognitive science. Cognitive science. The yeah. mind plays into how what you do from a customer service payroll standpoint, right? Because yes. you, you have that impact and it provides, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like it provides fulfillment for you by making yeah. sure that these people are happy. Yeah, no, it, it definitely provides fulfillment. And like it, the cognitive science aspect helps me from diverse set of levels because yes, there's the human interaction and the employee satisfaction, but since we're bodies of software, I also think of it from user experience. Like even, listen, this button would be frustrating. Oh, it's, wow. That's yeah, interesting. Like, you have you use a very all-rounded thing because the feedback is not just about the service but even mm-hmm. like small things like yeah you see how customers use the software and like they're happy with it it works it does the thing but sometimes it can be better and taking that feedback people really appreciate wow. one of the things um, one of our clients remarked to our ceo that when they suggest something like once we develop it, uh, we get back to them, for example. So it's Ooh. not just that we implemented it, but they also feel heard and listened that we actually Heck care yeah. for for what they say. Absolutely. That's, That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> see, but see, for me, when I think about buddy and you think about what buddy means, like that's my buddy. That's my that's my yeah. friend. That's somebody who cares for me. Yep. And so so it makes so much it's perfect sense, man. This is amazing. So thank you for yeah. that. Jeremy, what did you initially wanted to do with your degree and your career? Where did you where do you think your career was going before payroll gotcha? <laughs> yeah. If I were to be honest, I wouldn't be completely sure because cognitive science is such an academic field. Okay. So it's mostly kind of research based and okay. that has very limited career opportunities. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I was thinking something with data research. So customer experience wasn't off my mind. It was one of the things that is involved. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more customer experience, not from the customer support or customer success point of view, but more from where and like that kind of experience. Wow. That's amazing. So you get to not only think of the academic, but you you get to apply it immediately, right? Like to your work. Yeah, yeah that's and, amazing yeah and i love numbers i love data so even anything ah. to do with customers even just like numbers how many customers their yep. health yep. how they're doing and especially it comes in play when you're onboarding new clients and see how they're doing mm-hmm. they're still using the software all that you know it, any kind of number makes me happy as well nice that's amazing i love that so so you're so you are tracking the customer experience and you're looking at do you use surveys at all not at the moment so unfortunately we're a bit too small so we do have a little measures right now okay uh, that we have lots of ideas that we try to implement so of course obviously right now with as a startup there's i do a lot of things for example i do sometimes the front-facing support i have with the onboarding and data migration 
before thing. So okay. obviously awesome. there's not uh-huh. infinite time. I also right. give a lot of feedback to the team and I check with the QA as well before update. So I say, listen, this is good, but it would be frustrating for our customers. So a big role. And there is definitely a lot more I would like to do with data, but we don't have as much surveys at the moment, but we do have some calls here and there with some of the bigger customers. We're so blessed to have great uh, guests on our show. Thank you for coming on because we keep learning. We keep learning from y'all and and it just helps us grow. And we hope we help you grow. Yeah, for sure. Before we let you go, we have a quick game that we play and uh, did you see the episode with your brother? Yeah. Okay, so you know it's coming. You know it's coming. We call it this yeah. or that. Yes. I'm going to ask you the first four. We'll ask you this, the last four. And all right, you ready? Yes. Direct deposit or live checks? Direct deposit. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Water. 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 Whoa. Okay. Wait a minute. So, okay, so nothing. No okay. hot drinks. No cold drinks. Room temperature only. Oh, wow, okay. okay. Oh, wait, no hot or cold drinks. No. Room temperature. Room temperature water only. You don't drink any juice or anything like that? Not really, no. Just water. Wow. It's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I love it. That is an amazing discipline. All right. All in one software or a tech stack? Tech stack. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Italy or England? Italy. Italy? Okay. Yeah. All right, here's my four. Excel or Google Sheets? Google Sheets. Oh, wow, okay. okay. Okay, okay. here's a good one. Spain or Malta? Spain. Oh, wow, really? No okay. questions. Okay. <gasps> Malta, he's joking. He's joking, Malta people. He's joking. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> um, okay, next one. Cash or crypto? Crypto. Oh, okay. And then the last one is email or phone. Email. Okay. I and it's and and that's crazy because I don't know what made me add that to it. And sure enough, you guys went from <laughs> phone to chat. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's, amazing, that's awesome. Yeah. Wait, I want to I want to start back to the Spain part. So how are you like yeah. in Spain? Uh, yeah. No, I'm very happy here. I've, I'm. I feel pretty sad. It's been like four months now. But wow, congratulations! You might have seen. Thank you. You might have seen some of my posts. Uh, I can be very critical of Malta. There's a lot of issues. And okay. as someone as that doesn't drive for me somewhere that is walkable and much greener was oh necessary. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy, man, you're so cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. So you don't drive? Is that why is that? No, I don't know. I never liked the idea of driving, and even like with my environmental values, it's very yeah. polluted. Doesn't I know America is also very car centric. Oh Mars gosh, heavily car centric. Unless you're in a yes. city, yeah, you have to have a car. Yeah. Yeah. No, I found Europe, especially like Spain, is so different. Everyone walks. Really? There's lots oh, of wow. bike lanes. It's much better and healthier. Wow, that's awesome. And so you're liking it four months in, you're not like homesick and you want to go home? No, I haven't been homesick at all. Wow. I heard Spain is beautiful too. I I want to, I can't wait to get to Europe. Have you been to Unleash yet in, in your, in Paris? I think it is the HR conference. No, I haven't been. So we're trying to go to that one year, probably not this year, maybe the following year. 
Mm-hmm. When we go, we'll let you know so you guys can come yeah. too and we can meet up. Even regardless, I want to try to meet up with all the yeah, yeah, Europe yeah. folks. That would be so cool. Man, thank you so much for being on the show, Jeremy. This is a, a great honor for us. I've been following you on LinkedIn. Folks, if you're interested in customer service, customer success, go follow Jeremy. Well, anything before we let Jeremy go? Yeah. So what advice would you give someone who's just getting into payroll or customer service? Like what key point would you give someone who's thinking about it? I think the key point is that you, you, what you do matter more than what you think of it at the surface level. So you have to think at what the deepest impact that it has. I think that can motivate you so much more because you don't focus on tasks, but focus on the impact. Wow. Well said, sir. Thank you, Jeremy. See, man, Jeremy, Jeremy is probably one of my favorite guests, man. Yeah, like, I got I, the chills, I man. man. Yes. I love it. I yes. love it. Yep. Thank you so much for having me. I won't tell Thank your you. brother that you were a better guest. I won't tell him. I will tell him myself. <laughs> you will tell <laughs> I love it. Man, we love you guys. Tell them we said hello. Thank you so much for coming on. Can't wait to meet you guys one day. Good luck with Buddy. And keep growing, man. I love it, man. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. All right. Cool. Bye. Have Bye. a good one, man. Thank you. Bye. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow It's About Payroll on LinkedIn and It's About Your Paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. Thank you for being a part of our payroll community and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.